uh, Senator Cory Booker, Senator Cory Booker of the great state of New Jersey has joined the party, has joined the party. Uh, and Cory Booker is uh, running for president on love and unity. Love and unity uh, is Cory Booker's message. So if you, I hope you've, are you guys on like an empty stomach or on a full stomach? Because if you're on an empty stomach, you might want to turn away. But out of fairness, here's Cory Booker's uh, announcement video. In America, we have a common pain, but what we're lacking is a sense of common purpose. What's up? Amen. I grew up knowing that the only way we can make change is when people come together. When I was a baby, my parents tried to move us into a neighborhood with great public schools, but realtors wouldn't sell us a home because of the color of our skin. A group of white lawyers who had watched the courage of civil rights activists were inspired to help black families in their own community, including mine. And they changed the course of my entire life. Because in America, courage is contagious. My dad told me, boy, never forget where you came from or how many people had to sacrifice to get you where you are. So over 20 years ago, I moved into the central ward of Newark to fight slumlords and help families stay in their homes. I still live there today, and I'm the only senator who goes home to a low-income inner-city community, the first community that took a chance on me. We are better when we help each other. The history of our nation is defined by collective action, by interwoven destinies of slaves and abolitionists, of those born here and those who chose America as home, those who took up arms to defend our country, and those who linked arms to challenge and change it. I believe that we can build a country where no one is forgotten, no one is left behind where parents can put food on the table, where there are good paying jobs with good benefits in every neighborhood, where our criminal justice system keeps us safe instead of shuffling more children into cages and coffins, where we see the faces of our leaders on television and feel pride, not shame. It is not a matter of can we, it's a matter of do we have the collective will the American will, I believe we do. Together, we will channel our common pain back into our common purpose. Together, America, we will rise. I'm Cory Booker, and I'm running for president of the United States of America. Oh, boy. Are you guys ready to rise? Are you guys ready? Are you ready to rise from the ashes of the oligarchy? You ready to, uh, you know, just all we need is love. Do, 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 do. All we need is love, love. All we need is love. So <laughs> watching these videos, it, it's just, you know, call me cynical. Call me cynical. Uh, but who is he talking about that is who, who is he talking about? that uh, we need love for. Who is he talking about we need love? Is he talking about Wall Street? Is he talking about big pharmaceutical companies? The real estate industry? Fossil fuel companies? 
I mean, it's a very flowery, uh, very flowery message from Cory Booker. Uh, I believe in love. I believe in, um, you know, us all coming together, kumbaya, and, you know, being one happy, uh, happy country. Um, but uh, I don't know who he's talking about, but I do know his record, and I do know the money he takes, and I do know his votes, and uh, Cory Booker is the farthest thing from love and unity. I'll just give you an overview. Uh, we're going to go into detail on some of him. Uh, but here's Cory Booker's history uh, in the Senate, uh, who he takes money from. This is from OpenSecrets.org. Uh, Booker's entry into the race was expected, and he will likely be a prominent fundraiser with one college friend ready to raise $10 million by the end of March. That college friend is somebody who created a super PAC already for Cory Booker. So Cory Booker's saying that he's not going to take corporate PAC money yet. One of his college friends is literally creating a super PAC for him and has already put in $10 million. So I'm sure that college friend of his who put in $10 million, that Corey doesn't know about it. And Corey has told him, I don't want you to create a super PAC for me. I'm sure that's the conversation they had. It's this wink-wink where candidates say, I'm not taking corporate PAC money, but then like their friends or top donors create super PACs in their name. And basically, the candidate gets the benefit of that super PAC uh, funneling Ohio and South Carolina and New Hampshire and all these states with nonstop advertising, uh, calling candidates like Cory Booker the next coming of Jesus. So it's kind of disingenuous to say, oh, I'm not taking corporate PAC money, but your best friend is pumping in $10 million to your super PAC that you say you have nothing to do with. Well, Hillary Clinton said she had nothing to do with uh, Correct the Record and Priorities USA. And WikiLeaks showed, oh, well, actually, no, they illegally coordinated. But, of course, the laws don't apply there. So uh, his campaign said they would not support super PAC spending money on his behalf. However, the campaign cannot actually prevent outside groups from making independent expenditures, which is what I just said. Cory Booker, been a senator since 2013. Look at the breakdown here. Look at that breakdown. Woo! Over $3 million from lawyers and law firms. Uh, these lawyers and law firms, this category, is largely, uh, you know, lobbyists, uh, financial attorneys, uh, former lawmakers that then became attorneys that do financial and uh, do a, a law, represent, uh, you know, companies in Washington, D.C., foundations, this and that. So those kinds. These aren't exactly like the ACLU's lawyer. Laws and, lawyers and law firms, over $3 million, almost $3 million from securities and investment. That would be Wall Street. Uh, over, what, what is that? Over $1.5 real estate. Not exactly real estate people trying to build, like, you know, affordable housing. You're talking about developers there in New Jersey and New York. Uh, TV movies, that's fine. Retired, don't care. But look at those top three. He's been a senator for five years. Wall Street, laws and law firms, big real estate developers. We continue. Booker, the former mayor of Newark, has been in the national spotlight since his first unsuccessful uh, mayoral race in 2002. Was covered in the Oscar-nominated documentary Street Fight. A member of the Senate since 2013, a member of the Senate since 2013, Booker has been one of the most staunchly liberal senators. I don't know about that. 
He's a co-sponsor of Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All bill and has been active in advocating for legislation loosening the federal government's law on marijuana. One of his biggest achievements was his work on the passage of the bipartisan First Step Act, which addressed one of Booker's biggest issues, criminal justice reform. No, no, you know, I don't have a problem with the First Step Act. Should be noted. Koch brothers were into that First Step Act, but I go on. Some of his other positions share more ground with Republicans than his fellow Democrats. He famously defended Bain Capital during the 2012 presidential race. I guess that's a good segue. Here is him defending uh, Bain Capital in the 2020 2012 election. You know, I know you're not, I, I know you defend the president, but I have to tell you, this. when I talk to business leaders, Jim, this is the difference in a lot of cases between Washington figures and local officials like yourself, who are out there trying to grow the economy, who say, hey, wait a minute, let's not indict all of private equity. And yet you have a campaign that's making him out to be Gordon Gecko. They, they want the voters to think that Mitt Romney is Gordon Gecko and Wall Street greed and a throwback. Well, again, I talk to the White House quite often. Uh, I'm a surrogate for the Obama campaign. The messages that they're sending me out to do, out to talk about is nothing about this. Mm -hmm. They're talking about very clearly the average American, middle-class Americans. In fact, over 90% of Americans have seen tax cuts under this president. Small businesses like the ones that are in my city uh, have benefited tremendously from incentives for investment, uh, rewards for creating jobs, rewards for uh, for hiring uh, hiring veterans. So on the issues that matter in the communities, uh, I see the Obama administration having stepped up and just needed to get their voice out more. Even Obama, Obamacare, as people talk about, when people start, when you poll Obamacare, it doesn't do well, but when you start polling the aspects of it, people in this country support that legislation. But the last point I'll make is, this kind of stuff is nauseating to me on both sides. It's nauseating to the American public. Enough is enough. Stop attacking private equity. Stop attacking Jeremiah Wright. This stuff has got to stop because what it does is it undermines to me what this country should be focused on. It's a distraction from the real issues. It's either going to be a small campaign about this crap or it's going to be a big campaign in my opinion about the issues that american public cares about yeah you know mitt romney uh buying up companies watering that watering them down with debt then laying off all the workers and when they lay off the workers having those workers actually build the stage for people like mitt romney to then go on the stage that the workers built and announce your firing let's just ignore that crap shall we Let's stop focusing on that crap and that distraction. This is a man who's progressive, defending Bain Capital. And, you know, Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney has been, you know, kind of uh, uh, revived in the halls uh, of Washington as this, you know, he's a, uh, one of the sane Republicans. And now he's such a, a, graceful, uh, a graceful politician who's taking it to Trump. Mitt Romney is a vulture capitalist who made his money by screwing workers and screwing the middle class and working class, okay? So you're sitting there saying, oh, you know, let's not attack private equity. You know what? My older brother, for example, he works at a hedge fund. He's a good guy. He follows the law. He voted for Obama and he voted uh, uh, against Trump. Uh, he's not like scum. I love my older brother. But, uh, so again, I do agree, let's not like blanket the whole industry as a bunch of awful people. But when you're talking about Bain Capital, that's not a company that made its money by adding anything to society. That's a money, that's a company that made its money by destroying working class and middle class people's lives. So, you know, 
and, and is it at all connected? Is it at all connected when he's saying that to the fact that he's getting enormous, he was getting enormous amounts of money from private equity, Wall Street bankers, and hedge fund managers. Could it have anything to do with that? That he went on Meet the Press and said, knock it off. Knock it off attacking Bain Capital. Just knock it off. Get the hell out of here. Let's continue with uh, progressive uh, hippie, newly found hippie that all we need is love, Cory Booker. His support of the anti-BDS movement could coincide with the significant financial support he receives from pro-Israel groups. In 2014, his largest overall contributor was Norpac, which donated $158,871, much of it earmarked for Booker by individuals giving to the PAC. NORPAC states its mission as to support congressional members who demonstrate a genuine commitment to the strength, security, and survival of Israel. One of the issues they mention on the group site is opposition to BDS. Also, in his last Senate race, he received money from eight other pro-Israel PACs, totaling $36,527. So I'm sure uh, that's why. I'm sure that's why. Uh, he is against, or for, excuse me, against the anti-BDS movement. It it must be. It must be. Um, so, Booker has been a powerful fundraiser in his time in the Senate. Since 2013, he raised more than $25.9 million. In the 2018 cycle, a cycle in which he was not running, Booker's campaign brought in more than $8.3 million in total. $8.3 million in the 2018 cycle. And he wasn't even running. An issue that may arise in the 2020 Democratic primary is the close relationship between the pharmaceutical industry and Cory Booker. New Jersey hosts the headquarters of many major pharmaceutical companies, and they have long had good relations with the New Jersey delegations. Booker said in 2017 that he would, quote, put a pause on accepting money from the industry. This was after he received heavy criticism for helping kill a bill sponsored by Sanders to lower drug prices. In 2016, pharmaceutical PACs gave 50500 to Booker. Becton, Dickinson & Co., Bristol-Myers, Squibb, and Sanofi PACs all contributed 5000 each in 2016. Before that, in 2014, a cycle he was actually running in, Booker's campaign took in $161,000 in pharmaceutical PAC money. Pfizer contributed $17,500. Merck and Company gave $12,500. And several more gave $10,000 each. And I'm sure, I'm sure this had nothing to do with Cory Booker joining Senate Republicans to kill a measure to import cheaper medicine from Canada. Couldn't be! Couldn't be! It cannot have anything to do with... Jordan, are you saying... Are you saying these people are corrupt? Are you saying that these people, like Cory Booker, vote in favor of donors rather than the people they represent? I mean, you know, you know the story by now. Bernie Sanders introduced a very simple symbolic amendment Wednesday night urging the federal government to allow Americans to purchase pharmaceutical drugs from Canada, where they are considerably cheaper. Such unrestricted drug importation is currently prohibited by law. The policy has widespread support among Americans. One Kaiser poll taken in 2015 
found that 72% of Americans are in favor of allowing for importation. President-elect Donald Trump also campaigned on a promise to follow, uh, to allow for importation. The Senate vote voted down the amendment 52 to 46 with two senators not voting. Usually the vote was not purely along party lines. Excuse me, unusually the vote was not purely along party lines. 13 Republicans joined Sanders and a majority of Democrats in supporting the amendment, while 13 Democrats and a majority of Republicans opposed it. One of those Democrats in New Jersey was New Jersey's Cory Booker, who is considered a rising star. In a statement to the media after the vote, Booker's office said he supports the importation of prescription drugs, but that any plan to allow the importation of prescription medications should also include consumer protections that ensure foreign drugs meet American standards. So let me uh, fill you in on a little bit of the secret. Let me fill you in. You know how uh, Republican politicians basically are walking uh, press releases for the fossil fuel industry and Republican politicians and Republican uh, media figures basically echo the fossil fuel industry's talking points. So like, you know, pipelines are safer than trains to transport oil and all this nonsense. The main talking point of the pharmaceutical industry on why we should not import cheaper medicine from countries like Canada is it's not safe and we need to ensure that the medicine has the proper uh, oversight and review before we import. We could be importing these cheaper drugs that are not tested and not safe for American consumers. By the way, a lot of these Canadian drugs that this is how sick the American system is. A lot of these uh, Canadian drugs that Bernie Sanders was talking about importing into America for cheaper, guess where they're actually manufactured, these Canadian drugs. That Cory Booker's saying, well, we got to be careful. Can't just willy-nilly have Canadian drugs flowing into the United States without severe regulation. Guess where they're manufactured? A lot of these drugs are manufactured in America and then sent to Canada where their citizens, Canadian citizens, enjoy uh, the medicine and us to get our own medicine that we manufactured here, we can't get it. And Cory Booker supports that system. Is that what he's talking about, love and unity? Is he talking about love and unity with our Canadian brothers and sisters? I mean, it's, it's so corrupt and it's so fraudulent. He's so fraudulent. And, you know, I, I think the media, it's already been shown who they, they, they're in love with Kamala Harris. But, you know, you're going to see them buying into this message of love and unity. And, you know, that's a great contrast to Donald Trump. And none of them, no one on CNN, no one in the New York Times, nobody at like BuzzFeed or any of these places, none of them are actually going to look into his record. Not one. And by the way, I don't, I don't know Cory Booker. He might be a very nice guy. So I don't really care about him personally. But on policy, I mean, this guy is a fraud. I mean, there's no other way to say it. He's a fraud. But we don't have media that points that out. He is a fraud. Throughout his Senate career, PAC contributions have played a major part in his fundraising. Since 2013, Booker's campaign has been given more than $2 million in PAC funds, particularly from business PACs, which make up almost 76% of PAC contributions in his career. In the 2018 cycle, PACs from the communications and electronics sector led the way with 49500 in contributions. 
one communications industry PAC was T-Mobile USA, which gave Booker's campaign 6,000 in 2018. T-Mobile has been pursuing a merger with Sprint, which Booker expressed concerns over. The finance, insurance, and real estate industry PACs have also been a major Booker supporter, taking the number one industry PAC spot in 2014 and ranking second in 2018. In 2018, his campaign received a combined 40500 from that sector. So are you beginning to sense a pattern here, folks? Am I being mean? Is, is this, as, as the folks on Twitter say, a, a, a personal attack against Cory Booker? Am I just being mean to, to Senator Booker? Or is he a public servant that if he's going to run for president, well, his record is fair game. And I just want to show you the, the baloney, the baloney that's being fed. I mean, this is what I was getting on Twitter today when I pointed a lot of these things out that uh, I'm talking to you about now. So apparently, here's a fact. Booker represents an area of the country where a lot of people that work for banks live. He didn't get millions in donations from banks. He got millions in donations from people that work at banks, including secretaries and janitors. This is misleading BS. Yeah, you know, uh, the three million, almost three million in donations he got from employees. He's right. It's not from the companies. It's from individuals working for the companies. I'm sure that the three million, almost three million he's gotten from Wall Street it must have come from the secretaries, uh, the janitors, you know, uh, the people in charge of office supplies, um, you know, cleaning the bathroom. And I'm not knocking secretaries and janitors They're They have a hard job and, and they do good work. Uh, but, you know, it must be that he's made almost three million dollars in five years uh, from janitors working at Goldman Sachs. And, you know, generally speaking, when I see uh, a Twitter account with I love Nancy Pelosi on top of it, I have to question their motives. I have to question their motives. <laughs> I mean, this is the ridiculousness. And you hear this argument. You hear this argument from these idiots on Twitter. I don't know if they work for David Brock's Correct the Record or if they're just stupid. But saying, you know, Jordan, you're being dishonest. This, it's not the companies themselves donating to the candidate. It's people who work for the companies. what? Well, do you think it's like the low-level worker bees at Goldman Sachs that are donating to Cory Booker? You think it's the janitors? You think it's the low-level employees at these pharmaceutical companies that are donating to Cory Booker? You think it was the low-level uh, workers for Time Warner, which, as I reported uh, last week, Time Warner the parent, the former parent company of CNN. It was CNN's parent company until last year. You think it was the low-level employees at Time Warner that were donating to Kamala Harris's campaign? Because Time Warner, at workers who work for Time Warner, is Kamala Harris's top donor in her two years Senate campaign. Maybe Cory Booker's campaign slogan should be "Make you know, make janitors great again." It's unbelievable, and you know. You're not going to see this in corporate media, so let me just tell you some people that are attached to Cory Booker. I know I'm being mean. So this is from the New York Times. Well, 
Perhaps uh, no potential Democratic candidate counts more billionaire potential financiers as friends or allies than Mr. Booker, who attended Stanford and wooed investment from Silicon Valley when he was Newark mayor, including a $100 million donation for schools from Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook. Well, we know Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook is doing wonderful things for America nowadays, like stealing your data, giving out your private information, and all that. When Mr. Booker helped open a startup years ago, investors included Reed Hoffman of LinkedIn. He also had close ties to the family of Donald Sussman, one of the party's most generous givers. Mr. Booker officiated the wedding of one of Mr. Sussman's daughters. Another hosted a fundraiser for him at her Hamptons home last summer. Maybe Kamala Harris was there because we know Kamala Harris likes to go to the Hamptons to uh, meet with Hillary Clinton's top donors. So who is Donald Sussman who, uh, you know, is is very very close with Cory Booker. Uh, just just a hedge fund manager that gave Hillary Clinton twenty one million dollars, uh, or excuse me, excuse me, let's be accurate, gave Hillary Clinton super PAC twenty one million dollars. And you know what's so interesting about Donald Sussman is his own uh, cognitive dissonance. So this is from uh, the Washington Post. Are you ready? Again, Donald Sussman, friend of Cory Booker. Florida-based investors said he has contributed $40 million to Democratic super PACs and allied groups in 2016, double what he planned to spend at the beginning of the election. He said he was driven by the desire, quote, to leave my children a better country by helping elect candidate, a candidate who will restruct, restructure a system that allows such huge donations in the wake of the Supreme Court's Supreme Court Citizens United decision. Quote, it's very odd to be giving millions when your objective is to actually get money out of politics, he said. I'm a very strong supporter of publicly financed campaigns, and I think the only way to accomplish that is to get someone like Secretary Clinton, who is committed to cleaning up the unfortunate disaster created by the activist court in Citizens United. Uh, The founder of the Paloma Fund, which is a hedge fund, uh, Sussman has helped raise money for the Clintons, since the 1990s, insisted he's not looking to get any personal benefits from his contributions. Well, sorry to tell you, Donald, uh, but exposed. Three of Hillary's mega donors are in the Panama Papers, another tied to $6.8 billion in tax avoidance scheme. And guess who one of those are? Can you take a guess who one of these people in the Panama Papers are? Say it with me now, Cory Booker's friend, Donald Sussman. Employees of hedge fund Paloma Partners have donated $4 million to Hillary Clinton's super PAC, Priorities USA. At least $2.5 million of that came in two checks written in 2015 by Donald Sussman, the founder of the hedge fund. Sussman also gave $343,000 to the Hillary Victory Fund. You know, that money laundering scheme between the DNC, Hillary's campaign, and state DNC parties. Sussman and Paloma Partners turn up in the uh, ICIG, ICIJ, which is a journalist uh, foundation, offshore database from a document leak in 2013. Both he and his hedge funds are shown as connected to a company called Simply Radiant Limited, which was registered in the British Virgin Islands with an agent called Port Cullis Trustnet. Oh, so what does that mean, folks? That's called offshore tax havens. So this man who's, you know, he's just donating for the for, out of the kindness of his heart to stop the toxic effects, the toxic 
impact of money in politics. That's just what Cory Booker's friend, Donald Sussman, who uh, apparently Cory Booker was at his daughter's wedding or something like that. Uh, yeah, th that's that's why he's doing it. That's that's why uh, he's donating $20 million to Hillary Clinton's super PAC. Uh, it must be because he just wants to be, he wants to be taxed more. He wants to be taxed more. He wants tighter regulation on his hedge funds. He wants the carried interest, the carried interest loop to be closed. That carried interest loop created just for fun, uh, just for hedge funds. So, you know, it's so interesting that Cory Booker, one of his top friends and top donors, is in the Panama Papers for offshore tax havens in the British Virgin Islands. So am I being unfair? Well, it's not technically Cory Booker, you know, doing the offshore tax havens, but it certainly is one of his donors. Is that who he's talking about with the love and unity? It must be. It must be. And then you have the, his latest gem. Voting for Donald Trump's $717 billion military budget. Yep. Cory Booker. Voting for an unprecedented, crazy military budget. Right there. That's Cory Booker. Yep, Cory Booker. Loves him some more. Loves some U.S. foreign intervention. Because he's in bed with all these people. People on Wall Street love war and military intervention. Big Pharma doesn't mind war. Boeing and all them certainly don't mind war. So, you know... I, I, I can't take it anymore when you point these things out, which, by the way, as humbly as I could say it, I don't think you're going to get this information uh, from, you're definitely not going to get this from corporate media. Uh, and frankly, I don't think you're going to get this from most independent media outlets, because frankly, a lot of these outlets don't do their research or do their research, but kind of ignore the worst of it. So Cory Booker, he might be a charismatic guy. Uh, he might be somebody that inspires the masses for love and unity and all this stuff, but not exactly somebody who has ties to the working class. Not exactly somebody who has ties to the disappearing middle class. And when his supporters say, well, you know, you don't have proof. You don't have proof that he votes a certain way because of his donors. So what's wrong if individuals who work in the big pharmaceutical industries donate to him? He comes from a state that has a lot of pharmaceutical employees. Well, do you want to help the pharmaceutical industry in New Jersey? Or do you want to help the people overall that you represent in New Jersey be able to buy drugs at a cheaper price. What are your priorities? The specific industry that's price gouging drugs, that is pricing people out in many cases of life-saving drugs? Is that your priority? To basically vote for things that will enrich their wallets? Not, by the way, he's not voting for it to enrich the worker bees, the average workers that work at these companies. He's voting for these things to keep the money flowing to the top of these big pharmaceutical companies. It's not trickling down to the worker bees at these pharmaceutical companies. 